Good morning and welcome everybody. You're listening to The Breakfast Show on Faith FM 87.6, or 88, right across Australia, right across the Faith FM network, wherever you are. Positively different radio in the morning. You're with the Double L team, Lyle and Liam. Good morning, Lyle. How are you this morning? I am incredible this morning. That is wonderful to hear. What are you thankful for? This morning... <laughs> I am thankful for warmth, my warm bed, my warm <laughs> covers, my warm blankets, my warm pillows. I think we all have the same thing on our mind this morning as winter has arrived it's, with yeah. a vengeance. Oh, it was brutal this morning. I think it was I think we had what single digits single digits absolutely last night, but it's only going down from here is that it is, is that what the future is holding It for is us? indeed. Single digits uh it, it's it's the Oh, I, it's my least favourite thing. So moment. nine where you were, seven where we were, and then in the next couple of days we're getting down to what four or five? Five over, degrees. Five degrees overnight for chilly. The beginning, very of, very the chilly. Beginning of May. Oh, are you thankful for warmth as well this morning? I am thankful. <laughs> I'm going to be more specific and okay. say blankets. Oh, very good. Um, now, normally at this time of year, I've got my fire going. I usually light my fire this time of year and put it out somewhere in October. Just constantly, because that constantly way the, running. The house just never gets cold, and it's just amazing, and I love it. And it's just like, why would I have a cold hat? Why would I have to get up in the morning so and turn a heater on? It's a nice atmosphere as well, just you know, the crackling of the wood in the background. Oh, it's just, and, the- and it's a constant heat. And the thing is, with wood fire heat, the whole house just absorbs the heat and stays warm. Whereas, you know, with any other kind of heating, it only heats the air. And so as soon as you shut it off, it goes cold again. Whereas that wood fire, it just uh, it's just that nice, constant heat, great atmosphere. It's, uh, oh, I, I miss it. I miss it at the moment. It's I'm on glorious. gas. Terrible. I hate gas. We are, at, at where I live, we've started having a sort of like a, a fire outside every weekend. So I, I, understand, I understand. Oh, the fire pit outside's good the, in the backyard. It's, it's glorious. So I'm really, really looking forward to getting up to that the weekend as well. This is a reminder, you're listening to the delayed broadcast here on Faith FM. If you would like to listen to the live show live and participate in the quiz and the prizes and all the other fun things that happen on Faith FM Breakfast Show, then simply download the Faith FM app available on Apple or Android platforms. Coming up in today's news, we're going to be talking about ice. Oh. Lovely. I thought today would be a good day. Oh, lovely. Here in the Eastern States uh, to be talking about ice. And we're actually going to be talking about the loss of ice. Oh, so, yeah, it so doesn't kind of feel like serious. we're losing any right now. We're gaining plenty down in the Southern Highlands. But, uh, yeah, we've got uh, Lauren Daigle. Where are you now when darkness seems to end? Where are you now when the world is crumbling? Oh, I, I, I hear you say, I hear you say, look up, child.
Welcome back, guys. That was Lauren Daigle with Look Up Child. You're listening to The Breakfast Show, and we are about to launch into our quiz of the day. We are indeed. Liam, what do you have for us? Clue, this is a Who Am I this morning. It is definitely a Who Am I, as opposed to yesterday when we were a little bit unsure about what it was. Today is definitely a Who Am I, and this is, here we go. Clue number one, in Paul's second letter to Timothy, he tells how everyone had left him except for me. So which person left when everyone left Paul who didn't uh, and, he, and, he, and he says this I'm in his probably, second letter to I Timothy I think I'm overthinking this but I'm going to go with I would say you're overthinking it I think you're overthinking it you're overthinking it I'm overthinking it you're overthinking it uh, uh, so that means that the double prize is still up for grabs and if you think you know what the answer is to our quiz this morning you can give us a call at 1-800-324-843 that's 1-800-FAITH-FM or you can send us a text at 0491-064-669 and the prize this morning is Cosmic Conflict it's a, it's a sharing DVD focusing on the origin of evil and this is by Doug Batchelor so, yeah, there we go. A wonderful piece of uh, literature there Fantastic. that you can get your hands on. Doug Batchelor DVD, what's happening in the world of positively different news? In the world of news, we heard in the news story this morning that uh, Captain Tom Moore, we're focusing on him. We've been, we've been covering him for a couple of weeks now and his, his original story. In case you haven't heard of him, uh, Captain Thomas Moore, he made headlines around the world when he started a campaign to support the British healthcare workers, by walking 1,000 laps of his gar- uh, sorry, 100 laps of his garden, and he originally had a goal to raise 1,000 pounds. This is a guy that's like 99 years old, right? He was 99 years old. Oh, he, he was. He was. Yesterday was his uh, 100th yes. birthday. Yes. He had many, many birthday gifts. However, a couple of very significant ones was a letter from the Queen, as well as a promotion from captain to an honorary colonel. So that was quite significant. I wonder whether he is the oldest um, uh, military person to receive a promotion. That is that is a possibility. He has actually broken a number of world records, being the highest individual uh, fundraiser. He is to date he has raised uh, thirty million pounds, which is roughly fifty. 55 to 60 million dollars Australian. So, you know, that's, a, that's not a small amount. Um, and he also, there was another record he broke after, after his initial fame sort of became, he initially became popular. Yeah. He recorded a song with a friend of his and it's, uh, you know, praising the, the work, health workers. And that song topped the charts and he became the oldest person to chop the top the charts so that was quite uh, significant quite special there um, so yeah he's been raising money for the UK's National Health Service or the NH the NHS and um, yeah so is he's, he's, he's a legend. an icon he is just a legend and do you want to like, do you want to go Thomas Moore I mean <laughs> these guys that fought in the Second World War they were a different breed weren't they oh absolutely I mean you absolutely he's a hundred years old he's walking laps in his backyard he's raising money he's he's just out there doing it and to get a bit of an idea of just how popular he is do you want to have a guess at how many birthday cards he got from around the world yesterday ah, no idea would have been the thousands. 125,000 birthday cards. <laughs> what do you do with 125,000 birthday cards? I'll tell you what he's done. He has, they've, they've sent them all to the local school and they've, set, they've, they've pinned every single one of them up in the hall 
and it's it's like a, a mural sort of a thing. It's it's yep. it's glorious. Just to bring some joy and some happiness. Absolutely, in, just in, to in highlight. Not only, I mean, it is highlighting this one man, but it's what he stands for that I think that it, it's really high, highlighting. You know, yep. uh, a, a light in in these dark times, which is something that we're all really thankful for and something that we're all focusing on and so yeah so captain tom moore is uh, sorry honorable colonel tom moore yes colonel tom moore go for it oh wonderful to hear he's doing some fantastic work uh moving on though uh, a couple of uh, uh when the pandemic first broke out one thing that australia that became popular around the world for australia was that tom hanks was stuck here with his wife Rita wilson on the gold coast because they had contracted coronavirus um so tom hanks is one of the most loved actors in hollywood he's had some you know wonderful films and um you know, if you haven't already, if you don't already love this man, he has recently said on a, on a, on a game show that he, on a celebrity game show, that he is going to be donating his blood because he's had some blood tests and he has developed, he and his wife have both developed antibodies against COVID-19. So they're going to be donating and it, yeah, so it's just some more fantastic work from there that that started in Australia. You know, if he hadn't have come to Australia, if he hadn't have come to Australia, he wouldn't have contracted coronavirus, and he wouldn't have. Wouldn't it be Wouldn't it be amazing if they made a a um a whole, a, the 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 um, biographical film the vaccine the vaccine, oh, the vaccine. <laughs> trying to get there. Wouldn't it be amazing if they made the vaccine out of something? You know, the research came from Tom Hanks's blood, and we call it the Tom Hanks vaccine. Oh, the, actually, or the Hanks vaccine or the, the Tom vaccine. The the Hanks vaccine. Oh yes, the there you go. They've already they've, they've already, already branded. They've already come up with a name for <laughs> it's it. It's already out there. The Hank scene is is the uh, the alleged title the alleged title of this vaccine that is going to be produced it, allegedly. If it does if it, happen, if it, if it works, if it works, um, I'm I'm quietly hopeful. I'd love to see the vac- the Hank scene, Hank yeah, scene. That would be cool. That It'd would be, definitely be cool. I mean, I'm hoping that Australia is <laughs> going to be the country that gets the first one out there. But it looks like the UK. Well, even if it. it even if it is does come from Tom Hanks, I think we can still claim. Some part of responsibility for that because it was yes, it was here that he yes, we donated the virus to Tom Hanks. We did it. Go. (laughs) So we solved the world's problems. We did indeed. The guy came here. We infected him. He went back. He donated his blood. We made a vaccine. Problem solved. (laughs) Look, sometimes global pandemic just come to Australia. We'll give it to you. (laughs) Sometimes in life, we've got to make sacrifices for the good things, and uh, in Australia, uh, we we sacrificed coronavirus. For we gave it to Tom Hanks for this for this wonderful thing. So yeah, <laughs> hopefully something good will come out of this. Indeed, um, another story I've got is that um, there is this tea company that has been going around, uh, and they have been. And when I mean tea, I mean like herbal tea. Yes. They have been uh, quote unquote teepeeing houses. And when I say teepeeing, they have not been uh, throwing toilet paper onto the houses, but rather they have been leaving... My mind went somewhere else, but we won't go there. Um, keep going. David, haven't you heard of teepeeing? Teepeeing... Toilet papering. No, okay. it's a, it's a, it's a, it might be... In, I, it's, I think what I think it is, is that it's a prank that happened in between your generation and my generation, where you would go around to different houses with toilet paper and throw them onto the houses. Uh, I hope I'm not giving anyone any ideas. Uh, however, at the moment... Do not do this. No. Uh, but this is a prank that used to happen quite regularly. But I bet it's, bet it's not happening too often now. No. Um, and what this particular tea company thought they would do is they would make light of this and they quote-unquote TP'd, and what they did is they, they still used toilet paper, but instead of throwing it onto the house and having it go everywhere, they left it neatly 
packaged at the front of these houses, uh, particularly elderly houses, people where elderly people lived, um, and they would leave uh, toilet paper as well as a box of tea uh, of, of tea and tea bags. Nice. So that these lovely these lovely uh, elderly ladies and gentlemen could still receive their their cup of tea in the morning. Um, how do you do? You have tea every now and then. I'm actually uh, a fairly regular tea drinker. Yeah. How do you drink your tea? Black. Black? Unsweetened. Unsweetened. Love to just savour the flavour of it. Do you have, like, uh, unsweetened at all? You don't even put a bit of honey in there? Nothing. No no sweetener at all. So if I have a uh, a cereal coffee, then I'll put one teaspoon of either honey or sugar. I don't care which. It's all the same to me. Yep. Uh, With tea, no, I never never add anything to it at all. It's an abomination to put milk into tea. Um, (laughs) I can understand why people put a little bit of sugar in some sometimes, but I'm quite a connoisseur. I love to try all the different herbal teas. Don't don't drink the caffeinated teas, of course. I love teas as well. Um, Caffeine-free right here. When I was younger. body I've got. When I was younger. You can call me a heathen if you like. When I was younger, I did put milk in my tea. Heathen. (laughs) There, I called you heathen. Um, But, you know, at the time was to to cool it down and the idea of putting cold water just didn't cross my mind and didn't make no, sense. No, 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 no. You've got to you've got to make boil you've got to make it boiling. Yes. It's got to be in one in a diffuser and not a bag. Yes. It's got to be in a teapot. Yes. Which is a ceramic teapot with a lid on it. Um and it's got to cool naturally. There we go. So I reckon after the show today I'm gonna to go home and I'm gonna make myself a nice herbal tea. Yeah, just to just to end the show nicely. That's the way to go. That's how it's done. This is uh, Simon Koroski with I Wonder As I Wonder. I wonder as I wander out under the sky How Jesus, my Saviour, did come forth to die
That was Simon Karoski with I Wonder As I Wonder. Very powerful song right there, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, that doesn't get you woken up in the morning, nothing will. It sends the shivers down the bones. It does. Moving on with our quiz this morning, clue number two. It is yet to be answered. I've had a couple of people guess, but it is so far incorrectly answered. Uh, clue number two. I sent greetings to the Church of Coloss. Colossi. I think it's... C-O-L-O-S-S-E. So, there we go. And it is still incorrect. Nah, it is go. still I incorrect. I, I thought I had it, and then when you read that one, I'm like, no, nah, that's Deary not right. Do you me? So, the double prize is still up for grabs. If you think you know what the answer is, you can give us a call at 1-800-324-843. That's 1-800-FAITH-FM. Or you can send us a text at 0491-064-669. And if you are the first person with the correct answer, we will be sending you Cosmic Conflict, a sharing DVD focusing on the origin of evil by Doug Batchelor. So, send in your answers. Okay, so looking to more serious news, let's talk about the app again. Again. Okay, so here's what here's what is has been absolutely fascinating. I've to noticed me. that recently there's been a number of news stories that have been quite that, that we, we, we've spoken about them, but new information keeps on coming out. Oh yeah, absolutely. Okay, so this is this is just an observation that I'd like to make. What what I find absolutely fascinating. When you think about this, wrap your head around this for a moment. People complaining about. Uh, COVID safe app, right? On Facebook. Yeah. Okay, try and wrap your head around that for a moment. Yeah. I think that's the most hilarious thing ever. It's like, oh, no, I would never get the app. And they're saying this on Facebook. There are, there are ways that you can block your security on Facebook. However, it's highly likely that these people that are complaining have not done that. <laughs> and... Is anybody going to trust Facebook that when you actually, you know, put those blocks in place and protect your security on Facebook, it's actually going to after be After the stories that have come out about yeah. them over the recent no. years, <laughs> I don't think so. Cambridge Analytica, you know, where would, where, what else could we talk about? Um, the fact is that Facebook is a private company. It is indeed. That is designed to make money. And its stated business model is to make money by advertising to you, by data mining your data to advertise to you. And we're going to trust that, but we're not going to trust the government who is relying on your vote to get into power the next time around. You know, that kind of seems bizarre to me. Do I trust the government? No, of course I don't trust the government. Who, have, who does? But I've got to tell you, I don't trust the government more than I'm going to trust the uh, a private company. Mark Zuckerberg. You know, if you've got a private company there, they're making millions and millions, billions of dollars. Indeed. Anyway, and, and but people complain about it on Facebook. I wouldn't say that I... I don't know. Yeah, look, I, I'm still very sceptical about lots of things. I, yeah. Anyway. Okay, <laughs> while we're talking about uh, civil and religious freedoms, here's the next stage. Yeah. Developed in the University of South Australia, tested in Westport in the United States. It's the COVID drone. Right. Now, I want, you, I want to run this one past you and, and see how you feel about this one. Okay, so basically what this does is it measures your heart rate, your body temperature, your coughing, your sneezing, and your social distancing. And all this is done from a drone. It's all done from a drone. It's done from a drone about the same size as, you know, your standard kind of drone that you use for, for photography. Yeah, it's it's working through a camera, and so it measures the 
the change in your skin color because your skin goes slightly redder every time your heart beats and then goes paler in between beats as the blood pressure is pushed through. And it can measure your heart rate from six to eight meters away. Uh, measures your body temperature. It can measure your coughing <laughs> so from it, it, 15 to 20 meters away. So if it was measuring your heart rate, you would almost... Oh, sorry, if it was measuring... Um, what was the one that was six to eight meters heart away? Rate. If it was measuring your heart rate, rate, you could almost guarantee that you would know that it's there. Yeah, I think, so. this, this, I think this, so. I think so. whizzing in your ears. Just, I mean, what's I, going on? Drones by nature are noisy creatures that we, buzz rather loudly and you can usually see them from 100 metres away. We, we saw a drone uh, uh, Friday night last week just hovering over our place. It was very, very strange. It was hovering over our place and it ducked over to another house and then ducked over somewhere else. I think it was, it was, it was monitoring social distancing breaches. That's what I think it was doing. Because oh, there you go. Big Brother was watching you. It right was here indeed. In, uh, where were you? Um, Edgeworth. 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 Big Brother were, in Edgeworth. Uh, there were a number of houses that I've seen uh-huh. that have had police cars out the front of them. Yep. Uh, just, you know, and a couple of people. Okay, so the question is. Disobeying the. If you're afraid of an app, how afraid are you going to be of a drone? You know, I, I don't care about the app. I got the app on my phone. I, I couldn't care less. But I've got to tell you, if I got a drone that comes suddenly buzzing in, staring at me and measuring my heart rate, I, I, in one sense, I couldn't care less because it's like, whatever, if I've got a disease, I'd be glad if they tell me I've got it. But on, on the other hand, it's like, man, that's a massive invasion of privacy right there. Oh, absolutely. It's like, you know, absolutely. buzz off someplace else. I think the thing that gets me, I, I would feel more uncomfortable about the drone. And I think the reason being is because if I get the app or, or me getting the app or not getting the app, that is something that I can control. Whereas if there's a drone hovering around me, that's not something I'm controlling. And I, I you know, with, with, of course my, they don't need with privacy. Because there's a camera no. on every uh, yeah. 50 metres. Absolutely. With, with my privacy thing, with, with, you know, the personal things about my life, I like to be in control of that as much as I can be. So if there's something that's coming in, intruding my life, that I don't have control over, then I, I, I certainly wouldn't like it. As I don't, yeah. I, and I don't think many people would either. Then again, I don't think this is going to become a reality. They did try it in Westport in the United States. The police service there was using it for a little while until they got found out. And when they were found out, and it's like, how hard is it going to be find that one out? There was such <laughs> an uproar that they had to close the program down. Um, I kind of don't see it happening anytime soon unless people get scared enough. Yeah. Really, all it comes down to with invasions of privacy is how scared people are. Yeah. It's the level of fear that's going to drive it. And when the level of fear gets high enough, people will accept anything. I th- one thing that I think is amazing all. is that uh, we, right now we're criticising the, the use of drones. However, there have been times where he, we have praised them uh, oh, so much. Awesome. For example, I had a drone for a while. For example, amazing. at the beach, you know, lifeguards are now implementing yeah. uh, drones Bring to help on. to help with that. And I, I, I agree with everybody. It's an amazing movement. And the, the, the reality is, if the drones are going to be looking at me wherever I go then hopefully they're getting a picture of Jesus Christ. Absolutely. Yeah, that's, that's what we should... That's, if we have that simple aim in our life, we're never going to be afraid of drones tracking us down wherever we are and we will uh, see them as a sign of the times that Jesus is coming back soon because, you know, global surveillance is one of those things that definitely indicates to me that we are living in a very different era than what we were before. Do want to cover this story very quickly before we finish up. Uh, this is from Antarctica. We're going to talk about Antarctica and Greenland. 
they have uh, compiled data from 2003 to 2019 uh, satellite measurements of the ice loss on these two continents and then equated that with the rise in sea level. And so in those 16 years, the sea level rose by 14 millimetres on an accelerating curve. Okay, so it starts off slow, but then it starts to accelerate. 14 millimetres, like, yeah, okay, that's not much. Uh, then project that over at over 100 years, and that suddenly becomes very, very significant. Absolutely. Project it over that curve, and it becomes significant indeed. If you were to put that much water, of course, just on the continent of Australia, we would be all walking around in waist-deep water. Wow. It's only 14 millimetres because it spreads right across the world. So that's a lot of water when you think about it that has melted off of Antarctica and Greenland and is two-thirds of the water that has contributed to sea level rises. Indeed. So that's 200 gigatons from Greenland and 118 gigatons from Antarctica. Now, one of the things that they have started to measure is that, and notice is that the coasts have been thinning of these two continents, the coasts have been thinning while the interior has been thickening. Right. But the thickening of the interior, while they're able to measure both, the thickening of the interior hasn't counterbalanced the thinning of the coasts. One of the things that has contributed to the thinning of the coast, which they've never really taken that much notice of, is the lower amount of sea ice. Because they never used to worry about um, sea ice in the past because sea ice did not contribute to sea level rises because it's just it, it, it freezes and it melts and makes no difference to the sea level. But what they have noticed is that the sea ice is kind of like an artificial temporary reef that protects the ice that is coming in off of the continent. Anyway, this is uh, Rob Smith and Nikki Cheswell with Across the Streets. Father comes the desire that all of the nations be saved. From the lips of Messiah, we have the promise. Behold, I am with you always. Across the streets, we will go, we will go, we will go to the people who have called this place their home. Across the oceans we will fly, leaving worldly gain behind To hear the Saviour's praise away across the globe We will go
time has come, lift up your eyes. The harvest fields are shining, shining. The time has come, let us arise. For heaven's judge is soon returning. The time has come, lift up your eyes. The harvest fields are shining, shining. The time has come, let us arise. For heaven's judge is soon returning. People who have called this place their home Across the oceans we will fly Leaving worldly gain behind To hear the Savior's praise awake across the globe Welcome back to The Breakfast Show. Uh, we've come time for the next quiz, uh, the next clue for our quiz this morning. This is again a what, uh, who am I rather. I addressed my books to Theophilus. Theophilus. So if you, if you think you know the answer, give us a call at 1-800-324-843 or you can send us a text at 0491-064-669. And if you're the first person to call or text in with the correct answer, we'll be sending you a prize. Now, this morning, we are joined in the studio by Sharice and Matt, who are... What do you guys do? What are you doing? Welcome. Hey. Thank you. Um, Good what, morning. What are you guys here for? Yeah, listen, uh, we are here to promote... The end. What is the, the end? end? So I'm an evangelism director, and uh, my friend Sharissa is a... Part of his team. Is part of the team. She's a <laughs> she's an evangelist, which means God has commissioned her to How preach good. the gospel yeah. and to call people to the message of repentance in Jesus' name. Wow. And so without uh, without sort of going into the this too much, what is the end? Tell us what is essentially what you're doing with this uh, this program. Well, basically, right now, as we look at the world, there are a number of people asking a lot of questions, like, is this the end of the world? Is the coronavirus the end of the world? And so, It's a good question. It is. And so we thought that we would uh, capitalize on this and see what the Bible has to say about the end. And so this is a series of powerful presentations that deal with what the Bible says about the end of the world. That's right. And, the, you know... The, even people who are not saying, is this the end of the world because we have the coronavirus? A lot of people are wondering, is this a dress rehearsal? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. You know, is this, is this what the end of the, this is, is this one of those events that could trigger or that could, uh, you know, kind of be a catalyst for other events? You Indeed, know, yeah. we, we have never in the history of modern economies decided that we would push the pause button on every single modern economy, like productive right. Western economy. And we've done that. World wars have not done that. And so what the eventual fallout will be, it's got people questioning, got people thinking. And so we thought, let's let's go to God's word. Mm-hmm. Let's do a series of presentations that show what the Bible has to say uh, about the end of the world and about the prophecies regarding the end of the world. Absolutely. And so this is obviously a pretty a pretty heavy subject, which must mean that you've got some pretty uh, pretty good speakers 
to come and talk about it. Can you tell us a little bit about the speakers that we've got? Oh, they're the best in the world. How good. The best man and the best woman. Ah, oh, absolutely. <laughs> what do you think about that, Sharissa? Uh, thank you. Uh, I owe you money. <laughs> <laughs> well, Sharissa, yeah, that's right. <laughs> Yeah, look, um, Lyle is actually one of Lyle, our presenters. Lyle, who has, uh, has just ducked out of the office for a minute. He was a little bit embarrassed, didn't want to be talking about himself too much. Yes. Uh, so Lyle and you yourself, Sharissa, yes. are going to be presenting this. Yes. And so this this series, how long does this go for? Both the, uh, like, does it go for days? Does it go for uh, months? And um, how long do the individual episodes in the series go for? Yeah, so the series itself is a six-week-long series, but there's four presentations each week starting on Sunday night. So Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday night each week uh, at 8 p.m., uh, the presentations will start, and they will only be a half hour long. So, so relatively short, half hour presentations, four nights a week. And what time uh, will these be happening? 8 p.m. 8 p.m. So that kind of works quite conveniently because, yep. you know, parents, they would have just put the kid down to bed. They'd have yep. had dinner. They'd be ready to sit down with their partners That's right. and, um, and really get into the word and, and find out what is happening in the world, the crazy world that we live in right now. That's it. So, hey, you said something about the heavy topic, the heaviness yeah, of the topic. Yeah, absolutely. Look, anything to do with God and eternity is a, is a heavy topic. Absolutely. And, and anything to do with the destiny of mankind is a heavy topic. And the prophecies are definitely heavy. But they're not heavy in the sense that, that there's something to be afraid of. Mm. Uh, there's, there's always things in this world uh, to be afraid of. I mean, mm. we all die. We all get sick. We suffer tragic circumstances. But... The prophetic word of God is, is, is basically a roadmap that God gives us that leads us through all the difficulties of life to the end of time where there is, according to Scripture, a lot of hope, a lot of glory, a lot of goodness, a lot of blessing. Mm-hmm. And so there are definitely like sobering things presented in the prophecies, but they're not it's not it's not as if God is saying, "Let me talk about this really scary stuff." <laughs> no, it's 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 more of God saying, "There's a lot of scary stuff that happens. Let me help you navigate your way through it mm-hmm. so that I can get you to that final end, which is an eternal kingdom." where all of the tragedies and difficulties of this world are no more. Mm. And so I think that's, that's really what we want to present. Sure, we're going to be talking about some heavy stuff, but it's not like, hey, God wants you to be scared, so listen to this crazy stuff. It's more like lots of crazy stuff happens in this world, and God wants you to be able to, as best as you can, deal with it. So he's given you, you know, forecasts and, and uh, an understanding ahead of time. So that you can be ready and you can deal with it and you can be saved forever and, mm. and live in the kingdom that you're destined to, to inhabit. Not this kingdom filled with viruses, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. So the overarching topic is obviously the end and things leading up to that. Can you touch on a couple of the, uh, a couple of the topics that you'll be covering or, or a couple of the topics incorporated in, in the program? Yeah, sure. So as Matt was just saying, the Bible points us to a really majestic, glorious end that offers us so much hope. And so we're going to be heading there, but on the way there, we will talk about all things that are important. So even things like what happens three seconds after death or uh, things about uh, salvation. What is it? What does it mean? How? What does it mean for me? Uh, we'll be talking about some incredible Bible prophecies that can give us confidence in trusting God in these times. And they offer offer us so much hope. Uh, we'll be talking too about 
um, judgment, mark of the beast, yep. what the Bible says about these things, end time Babylon, but also the new heaven and the new earth that the Bible says is coming also. And so there's just so much to look forward to in this series. I really hope that our listeners here will uh, take time to connect with it because it will be a tremendous blessing. Absolutely. Um, so this is obviously quite a quite an important series that you guys are putting together. How did this whole thing sort of come about? I was listening to the Joe Rogan podcast one day, and he had this guy. It's the most listened to podcast on the planet at, at the moment. And Joe Rogan, if if those you know, there's, there's people out there who don't know who he is, and I'm not trying to carry water for the guy or whatever, I just I watch his podcast from time to time. And when this coronavirus hit, he had a guest on who was kind of a he called himself a disease uh, detective. So mm. he had spent his life chasing after diseases and viruses and stuff. And as they were conversing about coronavirus and, and where we're at and the other possibilities that, that exist out there for uh, pandemics and, and the spread of disease in our world, it was terrifying. Like, it was crazy. And the guy said something fantastic. He said, it's not my job to scare you out of your wits. It's, it's my job to scare you into your wits. And they started to, to talk about how, could this be the end of the world? And is this what the apocalypse is going to look like? And this is what's going to, is this what's going to precede the end of all things? And that was just when the lockdowns and the shutdowns were coming down from the top of, of the governments of the world. And I just thought, you know, everyone's locked at home. We need to get some good biblical content online with the great prophecies of the book of Daniel and Revelation um, so that people can, can have God's perspective on what they're going through. Mm. You know, Joe Rogan has his perspective. The CDC has its perspective. Government leaders have their perspectives. And there's all a little bit of value in that. But there's the greatest value is in God's perspective. And mm. I thought, we need to get God's message before people. And, you know, um, one of the things I think that, that, the, that the series is going to highlight that people are going to appreciate is that throughout the course of Christian history, a lot of what has been known as Christian is not Christian at all. Um, and the Bible prophecies talk about that. It talks about the great injustices of the Middle Ages and the, and the great horrors of the Christian church of the past, of the medieval ages. And the prophecies of the book of Revelation talk about that and how, you know, that's not God. That's, that was never his plan. That was never his arrangement. What men have done to religious faith and what people have constructed out of biblical faith is not what Jesus taught, is not what the prophets taught, is not what the Bible teaches. And so it's just important, it's essential for people to know what is truly the biblical message, what is truly God's message. And when they can see that God predicted 2,000 years ago all of the, the falls of Christianity, the, all the foibles of Christianity, and all the misrepresentations of God through what people knew to be Christianity— uh, they can know God for who He is and make an intelligent choice at the end of time. Yeah. So, Matt, you obviously the I guess the the mastermind behind this. Uh, Sharissa, how did you get involved in in the end series? Matt asked me. Uh-huh. It's as <laughs> so, simple as that. Yeah. Yeah. Look, I, I also support this vision, and when he shared it with us, we were just so excited about the opportunity to to share what God's word says about these times, and so yeah, very excited mm. about the vision. And I'm assuming that's uh, the same way that Lyle got involved as well. You, yeah, know, that's it. That's you asked it. him, and he was—he well, loves talking about prophecy. Both Lyle um, and Sharissa and are conference evangelists. They, they were absolutely. evangelists, and so it's what they do. It's what they're called to do, and so yeah. Amen. Yeah. So this has obviously been in, in work for quite a while. Uh, you mentioned that you know around the time of lockdown, 
when it, things started to really get serious yep. is when it sort of hit you. Yep. So there's been obviously been a lot of prayerful thought put into this and a lot of uh, a lot of things happen. Has there been any any challenges coming up, come up in the way? Obviously, things like this are quite crazy. Oh, yeah. yeah. Do you feel like there's anything that's tried to stop you promote the message of the Lord? Well, I think God's been really blessing, and it's been coming together. It's a race against time right now. We're we're under the pump to make Absolutely. sure we get it out in time. But um, yeah, I I really believe that God has had His hand over this, and I think uh, I think people feel the same way when they see it. Absolutely. Yeah, look, there's been tons of challenges because we're just trying to, as fast as we possibly can, put good quality content together so that when, you know, when people watch it, they're actually hearing the Word of God and they're hearing it through a medium that they can relate to and that's powerful to them and they, they can, that really helps them to see the gravity of, of the messages. Um, and so, yeah, we've been, you know, hindered by lots of things, man, you know, technical difficulties, time delays for certain, you know, parts of our advertising being produced and you know this is the typical stuff that you have to confront when you're trying to to meet a deadline mm-hmm. and to get you know God's word out when it matters you know so people are already starting to get used to the new normal quarantine is normal now <laughs> it know? is indeed if you would have presented this reality to people 6 months ago they'd be like no way that'll never happen we could never live that way no way but here we are suddenly it's relevant and it's getting but you know and it's funny cuz it's getting normal now to be in quarantine. And so yeah. we're, we're really feeling a burden to just get this program online now, like to get it out there now while people realize. And it's funny because people are fickle creatures. So, you know, it's like, it's like that when you're a kid, you know, you saw that cartoon where a guy's out in the middle of the ocean and he's about to like drown. And he's like, God, if you save me, if you save me, I'll follow you forever. <laughs> and then he gets saved and he's like, okay, where's the hamburger joint? You know, it's like <laughs> back to normal, you know? So when tragic events come, <laughs> They wake us up mm. to the fragility of life. They wake us up to the instability of society. Mm. And they help us to, to realize that we need something more stable and more real mm. than what this world has to offer. And so God speaks to our hearts through these tragedies. But then as soon as everything gets back to normal, it's like, okay, yeah, yeah, mm. we're, we're fine. We'll go back to just life as usual. Yeah. yeah. Wow, this, is, this sounds like it's going to be an incredible series. Uh, when can we expect to see this uh, coming? And, and also, where can we see it? Fantastic questions. Matt, you tell us the good news. <laughs> we'll start, start off with, with where, where can we find this amazing series? Listen, it's going to be on Facebook Live at... Uh, we don't, I don't have the link with me at this moment. <laughs> but at this, right at this second. So, but the website address is theend.digital. So on the end.digital, you can find all of our promotional videos, a little sample presentation, a little teaser message that'll kind of give you a picture of what you're going to be experiencing throughout the course of the presentations. And we will be also doing a, a Facebook live event. So if you just go onto Facebook and type in the end, that'll get you there. Yeah, I think, I think over the break, we'll see if we can find the, uh, the link for that yeah, and we'll, we'll, that. Uh, we'll send we'll that out uh, after the news. So when can we expect to see this wonderful series presented on our Facebook screens? It's just around the corner and it is Sunday, May the 10th. Wow, so it's not that far away, is it? Not that far away. So who can also, just obviously be on Facebook, who can access this? Absolutely everybody. Everybody. How good. That's wonderful. Even to people hear. that don't have Facebook be able to access the programs. Yeah. I think they're going to be uploaded on the website. The programs themselves will be on the website, on Facebook, and on YouTube. Um, yeah, so everybody, we're encouraging people to register on the site so we can get, get a good sense of how many people we can expect. But uh, you don't have to register to watch the program. Wow, so that website again is the end.digital. 
Sharisa, Matt, thank you so much for joining us today. It's been a pleasure having you with us and we very much look forward to, to seeing this wonderful series being presented. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, coming up next, though, we have Jesus is Coming Soon by the Downing Family. Soon we'll be done with the troubles of the world Going to live with God No more No more weeping and wailing No more No more weeping and wailing No more No more weeping and wailing Going to live with God Troublesome times are here Filling men's hearts
team here at Faith FM are encouraging you to stay positive and look out for others in this virus season. But maybe it's you that's in a tough spot right now due to the coronavirus. Maybe you're running low on supplies, out of work, stuck in self-quarantine, or just needing someone to chat to. We don't have any magic solutions, but there are many community services available to help. And if you don't know where to turn, contact us on 1-800-FAITH-FM through our website or on Facebook, and we may be able to connect you with someone in your community who can offer support. Remember, that's 1-800-FAITH-FM on our website, faithfm.com.au or via Facebook. You're listening to Faith FM, positively different radio. If what God has already done isn't enough for you, nothing's going to be enough for you. Because it's meant to be real. And real life stories have baggage. We know that Peter's a loose cannon. It's all about context. And he chose different personalities to express that because his personality is infinite. It's a love song written to us. When we're at our lowest points, we've got backup. Like a lot of the rational arguments for the existence of God, they tend to work better after you believe. Hi, this is Luke from oztabletalk.com.au. Please join myself and some of my closest friends as we explore our faith through conversation, Bible study, interviews, and more. You can find us online at oztabletalk.com.au. That's oz as in Australia, A-U-S, tabletalk.com.au. Looking forward to seeing you there. Bye. I'm so glad that's recorded because I want to write that down. Yeah. (laughs) Someone called it a care package there. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Always there 